So I'm still here in Brescia, Italy, representing Norway at an international meeting of experts on universal design, and my train leaves in about 10 minutes, but I want to film this last video to capture some of the essence of what we've talked about here at this meeting. Universal design is anchored in four key principles when it comes to how we develop new technologies and how we ensure that everyone can participate in society. And these principles were laid down by myself and my colleagues at Harvard University in a paper on universal design through a human rights lens. Now that paper is behind a paywall, but if you reach out to me, I'm happy to give you a copy. But the quick and dirty version is basically this. Universal design starts from the ethic of equality. And this is not just equality in terms of non-discrimination. This is about accommodation, support, and ensuring that everyone can participate in society on an equal basis as others. So in that regard, it's closer to equity than it is to more traditional forms of equality. Number two, diversity. And what's key here to understand diversity in a design context is that we move away from taking people as one individual group identity at a time and begin to understand the experiences of people who hold intersectional identities. And this gets a lot into how society is structured and how power and privilege interact with a person's experiences. And the most important part is that we don't fit people into one box or another, but we take into account the whole human identity. And just for an example, a woman with a disability will experience barriers participating in society both because of her gender and her disability. And in that regard, her experience is very different than a man with a disability or a woman without a disability. So when we take into consideration her experiences, we have to take into consideration both her gender and her disability and how those identities taken together may create exponentially greater barriers for her than for people who don't share those identities. Number three, accessibility. And when we talk about accessibility, we need to understand that accessibility and usability in a universal design framework are interconnected. The United Nations does a lot of amazing work trying to roll out high-speed internet access to very, very rural and remote areas. But it doesn't do anybody any good to give them access to the internet if they cannot use a computer. And it doesn't give anyone any good to give them access to a computer if they cannot use a website because of the way that website is designed. So in universal design, accessibility and usability are taken hand in hand. And number four, participatory processes. This is the silver bullet of universal design. We have to include marginalized communities. We have to include representative groups in the design process from the very beginning all the way to the implementation. And in doing so, what we ensure is that those products, services, those policies, organizations, and businesses can reach more people and they can do it in a way that's more inclusive and that is respecting of the diversity of the human experience.